Yeah. Yeah, okay. It looks like it's recording this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see levels going up and down, so we're good. Welcome back to Take Under, everybody. We've been gone for a long time again. We have been resurrected. <laughs> yeah, so what had happened was we were trying to get two episodes out in one week, and then it basically just killed the podcast. <laughs> we recorded the draft, the long-awaited draft that we had been alluding to for a while, and the audio didn't show up. And then wrestling got real shitty for a long time. Like, any news about wrestling felt really shitty. Right. I like, mean, especially NXT wrestling. Yes. Uh, I personally felt like someone was beating me up in the schoolyard. <laughs> and it was going on day after day after day. Um, and I was like, isn't anybody going to come and help me? Yeah, um, and no one did. No we are already dead. You already put Hunter in the hospital, guys. Like... <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. It, I mean, we couldn't even come on here and clown on fucking, like, have the the fun of clowning on Karrion Cross's loser ass losing in five seconds on Raw. I know. Because they're like, it's just a steamball, a, a snowball of shit afterwards that happened to our promotion, including what happened, like the ravaging that happened to all of our draft picks. So... Just to kind of go into it, just to say the <laughs> to draft, show that we did it, yeah. yeah the draft that will that won't be uh, Hector throughout the stipulation that we'll have one uh, one faction and one team tag team, and then everybody else was just singles. So the results are: I had. Well, we'll start with Hector. Tell me if you see a theme here. Finn, Eo, Brzezengu, the Way Chicks were his faction. Dexter, or no, uh, the Way Chicks were his tag team. Uh, Dexter. Grimes, the Robert Stone brand were his faction. Kai, Reed, and Saray. Yeah. Think, oh, oh god. <laughs> I think half your roster's gone to not even to another promotion. Uh Reed's gone. The well Brazango's uh, gone. Brazango's gone. Candace isn't is pregnant. So Indy's not gone. Hey, you got a wedding? I don't know what, I what gotta... I don't know what that would have factored in, in the scoring. We would have had to at some point. He spoke too, which I was, I was like, "That's awesome!" Right? I, I'm glad they did it at that point. Uh, Finn's gone. Finn's back in on the main roster. Yeah. Oh, please don't feed him to this. God, whatever. Yeah. That's well, gonna happen Sunday, but we'll talk about that. We'll later. talk about that. Um. Yeah. I mean, hey, you got an EO championship though. <laughs> which I mean is all is always good in NXT. You it was, should just have a belt, apparently. Uh. Anyway. Then I got Legado. I had Legado, Raquel, um, MSK, Adam Cole, Shotzi, and Ember were my tag team. Roddy Strong, Tommaso Ciampa, Tegan Knox, Samoa Joe, and Kyle O'Reilly. So even in just this short-lived draft, it was you got this multiple champions. One, I'm pretty sure I smashed you again. <laughs> Hopefully the next one shows a little better for you. It's not fair, man. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, in the meantime of our last episode, we didn't even know that any of the stuff that has happened at this point was going to happen. Multiple rounds of releases, and an entire reboot of our beloved NXT. So, we are now Take Under 2.0. How do you feel? Like I told you in the first message, one, it's been hard for me to watch the last two episodes, like, it's been a struggle, 
because one, I'm afraid I'm going to have a seizure. And two, when I saw the opening of the first episode, I was like, oh man, this is like someone is reorganizing a company because it's in debt. So they stripped everything away and left it bare bones. And and excuse my term and I apologize, but it 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 looked like a clown's tampon like everywhere like just it, it just looked horrible. The emblem looks awful. The crowds like what the hell's going on? Um, I just feel bad for the wrestlers because before like it was that outside thing. We're not part of this. Like we're 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 what you want. You want that wrestling aspect of WWE where you could get it here. And now I believe all the rumors that have been going around about infighting because people are afraid that Triple H is going to take over like the main portion of the company when Vince retires. So now they're just messing with all his people that he loves and his promotion. He's in the hospital. He can't do anything. Someone's taking care of his children. And now there's no food in the kitchen and they're starving. And this is what they did to NXT. And they say it's an improvement. Oh, I'm so pissed about this. I I am always uncomfortable being the high person on somebody <laughs> as like a noted hater of almost everything. But I got to say I actually am not hating this as much as I thought. I definitely there is definitely a lot that I don't like. I definitely think that this is now for sure a WWE show, which is fine because we have another promotion and we have YouTube shows for all like the wrestling showcases. If that's what like if that's what you're looking for, we have New Japan, we have other promotions. WWE is definitely going a different direction. And that's apparent like right away because even in that first episode we had jobber matches and squash matches and like that was never the case with NXT. There was no. I mean jobber wasn't really a thing in NXT. People jobbers all the quote unquote jobbers came in and got to show themselves, like Zeta Ramir, who fucking lit the internet on fire when she was yeah. able to do that shooting star press on whoever it was and still lost the match. I think. Yeah, like they were. Sh- it wasn't. Yeah, no jobber. It really not a squash match unless it's like someone new and you put him against a champion, which hardly ever happened. But they were able to show off. That's where you got uh, Leon Ruff. Like he was able to show his skills, and everybody thought he was going to get squashed, but he he hung in there with a bunch of people. Like that was the cool aspect. You can let them be wrestlers, which is again what we want. But you also have really good storylines that make sense. And I was like, cool, this is fun. This is what got me back into it. And now I feel like they just completely destroyed it, in my opinion. And I just feel bad, one, of all the great talent that they released for some bullshit thing about uh, budget cuts when it's been the most profitable it's ever been. Um, and, And they just keep doing it, and they're putting this great talent in weird gimmicks that I just don't like, and... I don't know. I prefer my dark theme. Let Triple H has his skulls everywhere. I love that aspect. I don't like this right now at all. Also, I don't like that 2.0 is appearing everywhere. I was like, it's NXT. You don't yeah. do that with anything else that's still around. What are we right now at? Raw 3900? Like, no. Just leave it. Just call it NXT. It's revamped. We know what it is. You, we're not stupid. But goddamn, like, I feel like they took the soul out of it for me right now. I'm glad our current champion is Tommaso Ciampa because yeah. they need someone strong to hold it down. Goldie's back where she belongs. But I should have had an amazing story to get him back to Goldie. They just did it because Samoa's injured. 
they need a champion right now so they can do challenges. And yeah, I I literally was not wanting to watch wrestling for a while uh, because of everything that I heard going around with NXT. This is my show. I love my show. I have yeah. I have tons of freaking shirts now because of this damn promotion. Yeah. And and now I'm just and I I died like literally. It's funny. We did the draft. We had. So much fun doing that draft. I wish it was recorded. It was our best episode ever. Even if it wasn't, it's going to go down in canon history as our best episode ever because we had so much fun recording it. Oh, my God. It was great. And and then no audio was there. And I was like, this isn't a sign, is it? And totally it was. I didn't even Um, think about that. (laughs) It was just a harbinger of things to come. I mean, I agree agree with you, dude. For like. Yes, NXT and all these news and all this news just had me so bummed about. And you can even ask Liz. Like, I didn't want to watch wrestling for a while. I even told her, like, just find the women's rest, just to find the women's clips for me for the other uh, podcast we do for Basics Guide, because there was no way that I I wanted to even watch like most of this stuff. And that's because Raw and even AEW, like, that, I was including AEW at the time. This was before September fifth, um, where like we knew some of this stuff was happening, but it hadn't really happened yet. So yeah. I was kind of getting stoked, but not like there wasn't anything for me to be excited about in wrestling, really. And it was just like more and more news coming down the pike of changes in NXT. And like I love, yeah, I loved NXT, but we're not gonna get that anymore. So I feel like I was thinking about it today, and I f- watching this the the new episode, and I think that this is remember when we left during like right after the Attitude Era during the ruthless mm-hmm. aggression era like we just kind of lost it and it yeah. sucks it sucks because we lost out on like jeff hardy's i mean i don't know about you i don't know how far you watched into it but i know i didn't watch a lot of jeff hardy's singles runs i didn't watch like any of christian singles i didn't I see yeah didn't, i didn't see edge any didn't of that get to see a lot of edge like john cena stuff i saw almost none of until i came back in 2016 and watching like seeing this roster and seeing the way that they're kind of trying to position people here it reminds me a lot of that ruthless aggression era or reminds me a lot of what they're trying to go for with that ruthless aggression era and not just because of that stupid carmelo hayes spot that they did with adam cole but i'll tell you this braun breaker is a fucking beast dude i never understood the brock lesnar like roman reigns i want we want to have like a storm steamrolling champion just crush everybody i finally understand it because I loved the Steiners, and, like, I mean, once Scott Steiner's arms kind of started looking really gross, I was out on him. But, like, when he was in the NWO, I was kind of, like, I kind of liked him. His TNA stuff, like, those promos are really funny. And this kid talks just like his uncle, looks just like his, like, looks like Tua, like, he but, ate his dad, basically. And, like, I, I just want to see Braun Breaker break people all the time. But I, like, and so that's the thing about this is, like, he's so great. And then they gave him a stupid-ass name. Name him a Steiner. Like, he has the name. He has the pedigree. What are you guys doing here? So, I was I wanted to bring that up. So, he, no one, no one at NXT, not even the announcers, can even mention his pedigree of his family. So they can't reference that he is a Steiner. Why? That's why he doesn't have a Steiner. It's something with Vince McMahon, according to what's going on. Because they're all like, they were talking about this, and also thank you. Like, uh, I give credit to Walt Culture Podcast and them because they've at least kept me somewhat informative on what's going on in wrestling. Because if not, I wouldn't know what the hell's going on. But 
they they just they gave him this weak ass name. He's cool, and I and I agree with you. I mean, He's the, awesome. the the name is strong, but like yeah. when you're already a Steiner, you don't Steiner, need to do that. You, is the thing. Like you bring in fucking Goldberg over and over, and you want this legacy and like to pull back to your past and to all like have like this one promotion to make WWE look or like to make NXT look look more like WWE. Fucking do it by bringing a legacy in here and having yeah. him dominate, especially because he looks like that. And and they should, but they won't. So there's something to do with Vince, supposedly. Yeah. And I'll go, oh great, he's offended by some damn thing that they did at some point back when they like worked with him. Great. Now it's kind of jeopardizing his career when really, if you put Steiner, that merch is gonna sell. You're gonna have people that are like, wait, there's a Steiner back at WWE and just like jump in to watch him to see and bring it brings those people back. Right. But they don't think about it that way. I mean, Dude, I honestly have like galaxy brained my. Uh, maybe it's just that I've been get. I've like, I got way too wasted the other day, and just <laughs> thought about it, and I was like, whoa, I galaxy brained myself into Vince, I think. And like, there's there's certain things that I can like. Okay, if you're thinking about it this way, maybe this is how it's this is how it could work, and maybe he doesn't want to blow that load on NXT because he knows that he's gonna hot shot him straight to the main Probably. roster. And on the main roster, you know he doesn't like to carry over shit like that. So yeah, Karrion Cross comes over with his dumbass helmet, but that's not what we're gonna do with Braun Breaker. Now he's a new character and he's a Steiner, something like that. Like, I, I just don't know why they're not doing it. But I, I feel that there's gotta be some sort of reason other than just Vince's thin skin. But I mean, I could be wrong. I, I don't know this business or anything. So. Well, yeah, and like. What is it? Vince always says that they're an entertainment program more than wrestling. And I go, no, like, you can do both. Like, you actually have yeah. a promotion that does both really, really well. And and then you're transforming it. Also, by the way, it's going to be 2.0 or I think it's going to change to NXT 2.1-1 or whatever. Because it's getting another upgrade where now it's going to try to be the Attitude Era now. Where they'll have like, oh, they can swear more on NXT mm. and be more violent in some moves. I was like, it was fine already. Like, what the hell? You don't even know what the hell you're doing with it, and you're having fun with it because the father's literally in the hospital. <laughs> like, and I'm I'm glad you're doing okay, Triple H. Like, if you for some reason run into this podcast, get better, take care of your family. We'll see you when you get back. Just glad you're doing well. Yeah, Sean's um, <laughs> I feel like Sean's in the bag drinking a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I think that, like, at least for what they're going for, like, they they are pulling it off to a, as good of an extent as you possibly can think of with them anyway. At, le- at least in my opinion, I think. And But there are, like, like I said, there's just a little bit of things that I have, like, little critiques I have here. They're like, when Ciampa was in the ring hyping up NXT in the beginning to kick off this show, it was perfect. He did really good with it, and like all those guys, the thing about it is they spent, they tried to do such a fast reboot. Is like all those guys in the ring, we all knew almost none of those guys. And yeah, sure yeah. they were in the tournament, but like, what the fuck do they have going on story wise? Why are they even here? Whatever. But you can the, trickle them in throughout the thing, as you rebuild. You don't have to do it all at once. Right. The thing that really annoyed me, though, even if you are doing it all at once, the thing that really annoyed me about them specifically as performers is Pete Dunne comes in and he walks like he walks all the way to the ring, talking shit to them, tells them something about like in the ring I see nothing but a but a like what does he say, bunch of dinkum poops or something that and uh, or a bunch of sissies who don't want to throw the first punch or something like that. 
And literally all of these guys who have had maybe one match on TV stand around and wait for Ciampa to throw the first punch. Like, I don't give a fuck if it wasn't scripted. You're on yeah. camera. You're live right now. Throw the first punch. Steal that time. You're in, like, you're on TV. Shawn Michaels would have told you to steal that time. And all yep. of you guys just stood around and did nothing. Until, until the, Ciampa threw the first punch. And then it was like, oh, it's on. Like, yeah. whatever. But I will say that I, I was worried about them taking more time away from the women now that the now that supposedly Vince and Pritchard are taking over, like yeah. we had seen, heard reports of, I don't know that that's going to happen with this roster because even in the middle of that scrum, we cut back to women fighting in the back. And then, I mean, they did come back to the dudes, but they also had a lot of women show up in this episode, in the and, second episode. And, and I think they, I don't think they will either because they know that, one, this is where they get their best women. Like, Charlotte Flair came from this. Like, mm -hmm. They're, they're Becky Lynch. Everybody came from this. That's their dominant women right now. Uh, I don't know if Nia Jax was in she NXT. Was. Okay. Uh, there's a there's a black eye on every promotion, I guess. <laughs> um, I, she was. I don't remember her being there very long, to be honest. And she was there during like the Oscar time, so she wasn't not she was not featured a lot. Okay. Um, I re if I remember correctly. And mentioning her real quick uh, as a small tangent. I only saw it through a clip on YouTube because I can't stand to watch Raw. I've tried. Um, I can do a little more SmackDown. But man, hearing Shayna Baszler's music hit and she came out and was Shayna Baszler against Nia Jax, I was like, oh, this is all you had to do from the damn get-go, man. Just yeah. let her be violent and break some bones. like, and And let her be a dominant heel champ. Like, that's what you need. But whatever let's make all your baby faces in the heels yeah i don't know like i want to see i i think it was even like remember i was, I was telling you during like that lily segment like shayna's showing how much more range she has now like when she was looking all, all right. conflicted about doing it here i don't think she could have pulled that off as nxt shayna yeah i i, I get that it's giving her more range and i appreciate that because at least she's committed and willing to do anything like that's what you want to see out of a professional wrestler. But also, like, what made her dominant is what I want to see. Like, yeah, this is her This is her main skill. Like, I want to, every time I want to hear that music, first of all, and this is someone, <laughs> and we always bring this up, this is someone that I fucking hated, but I respected because I was like, damn, she is just that damn good. Yeah. And it, it should be a no-brainer to transfer that or, or implement it with a story. And they never did that. They had to do a fucking vampire. Come on, like I don't know. I'm I'm still. You you can tell where my feelings are coming <laughs> from. All of this. Yeah, yeah. And then like another criticism that I had was from the first episode. We did get to see B Fab wrestle, which was cool because we hadn't seen that at the at this point. At least I don't think so. But um, then we had I keep on forgetting her name, but the girl who has now joined Legado and Legado show up. And then, like, they just stood there with Hippo yes. and just stared at each other. Like, these two factions have been the best thing. These these two factions have been the only good thing about NXT for at least the last month right now. And really, you guys are just going to have them stand around, again, stand around and do nothing? Like, yes, they were posturing. But if that's the case, then cut away to a backstage segment right away. Don't leave the camera on them for, like, literally ten, 8 to 10 seconds. Okay, you got to explain this to me. I don't think I saw this on the first episode. I might have just been vomiting somewhere else. Um, 
who is this worse than this woman that joined Legala? Because then I saw in this week's episode that she's part of Legala Fantasma. Like, where did she come from? Like, I there was like this is, this like is two, what I don't. Yeah, yeah. This is like two or three episodes ago. It wasn't on uh, the two point I think it was the last one that it happened. Um, what the fuck? I th- I, if I remember correctly, I think B-Fab was going to hit somebody with something or she was going to get involved in a match at some point. And then this girl came out. We hadn't, we hadn't seen her at any point at that point. And then she took out B-Fab. And she's Mexican, so of course she's going to be <laughs> with Legado de Fantasma. And uh, so then, yeah, like the next time we saw them, they had her and they were saying that like she's the baddest woman or something like that. And like now they had, now they had her on their side or something like that. Okay. See, this is... I'm okay with it. It just... It seems like so out of left field, like, um, and that's one probably because I wasn't watching before, yeah. but, um, it just it's when I when I saw that I was like, whoa, what the hell is going on? I thought I was in a different universe. Um, <laughs> I just, also didn't watch that episode. I was just lucky to catch it on the Twitter feed as I was scrolling <laughs> at some point. And then, um, and in my head I was like, this is what freaking undisputed should have had. Like they should have had yeah. the like the fifth like a female member. How awesome would that shit would have been with that with them? But I'm all like, okay, it's like I don't, like they'll do it, and good luck to all of them. I hope it works out really well. Like it, it it supports like having factions that are both genders. Like it's great. You only have ter- currently two factions that can do that. So hopefully we get other factions that do that. Maybe Diamond Mine can include a female. They do. Oh, they did. You didn't see that was another Jesus thing in the last two episodes. <laughs> well, did you you didn't see the Roddy Strong match either? Then I I saw clips of Roddy. Um, okay, because not... yeah, that the girl that they had uh, did like a Superman punch, I think, off the steps to Kushida, and that was where I like. So there's, I mean, just everything that happens at this promotion right now, like I'm saying, just seems to come with like. Every spoonful of sugar comes with a spoonful of crap right next to it because Roddy Strong, and I saw this on, on the Twitter feed, but I had it spoiled for me because I had to watch it on replay. Roddy Strong's champion, of course. I love it. Roddy Strong looks great. This is amazing. And then they make him look like a chump because Diamond Mine is the reason that he wins his title. And then this other, like, dipshit who I've never heard of shows up and he's like, yeah, the NXT 2.0, we take our, our promotion, our, uh, what's our, we take our opportunities here. And then Roddy's just, and then Roddy's like, questioning whether or not he's gonna fight him like stop making roddy look like a chump damn oh, it god damn it <sighs> but yeah. i yeah i mean i still like Roddy. like i said there's still a lot of stuff that i like about it legado's here uh their their co- uh collision with hit row is gonna happen at some point roddy's a champion roddy's leading a faction so as as the world's biggest roddy fan i can't be too <laughs> upset braun breaker's great I see you're a lot of potential. I'm more high on champion of champions. Sure. Yeah, which is so which is so strange right yeah. now. Um, your champ of champs, is, she's on this now, so that's good. Yeah. Um, um I I just think that they're gonna put her too quick into that title. I think she's already talking about a title match, which means that she's probably not gonna beat Raquel. But she would be perfect for that promotion to be a heel champion because yeah. I think they're starting to face Raquel. Cal needs to move up already. She's already ready for the main roster, and Raw needs somebody else. I don't know. Whatever. Um, no, I'm going to skip that for now, because now I believe that we should speak about the thing that, you know, got us back into this. <laughs> that actually got us stoked on wrestling. <laughs> someone went, like, someone got a necromancer, went to our graves, and brought us back. 
Um, yes, so Take Under 2.0. We're an AEW podcast now. <laughs> that was the, the heel turn we were waiting. The third man reveal. And I don't know that that's going to stay, but I know that we're actually going to start talking about it a lot more. And possibly, with given your status on, or at least how you feel about NXT right now, we're probably going to be talking about AEW a lot more. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna speak about my how uh, it jump started me. So there's been plenty of rumors of like uh, Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson going to AEW. Um, this is after CM Punk they already got. Uh, yeah, they had CM Punk. Um, and I was like, so they got CM Punk. They got Daniel Bryan. If I could interrupt was, for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Because like, this is also somebody that we missed. What are your feelings on CM Punk now that you've seen some of them? Okay. So he's okay. I never saw him wrestle. All all I keep hearing is this pipe bomb thing that he did, which is him unloading, which okay, that's cool. Like I understand that. I would too if I shat my pants in the ring. Um I can understand why people like him. I'm okay with him right now. I I haven't seen anything truly astounding yet when compared to what what we saw <laughs> um but i'm okay with them right now i know you have harsher feelings for them or, or, or done them more than i am but i haven't seen them do anything great but i haven't seen them do anything poorly yet i will admit he should probably shape up a little bit more <laughs> compared to somebody else that hasn't been wrestling yep. um he hasn't been wrestling for what seven eight years, but he's, but you know Daniel Bryan's been out of the ring for what one hundred and ten days, yeah. but he looks he looks way better than when he was first in New Japan watching those wrestling matches. So like, uh, you can lift a little weights. Just saying, just saying. Um, but I also want to see how he acts because he's on that Stars Heel show by. Uh, I want to see that. I don't know if it's good or not. I haven't yet, so don't spoil yeah. it. Um, but I, I just want to see how that goes. Yeah, I want to watch that too. But like, once I found out he was on it, I was immediately less <laughs> interested in it because I won't get too much into it just because I don't want to like shit all over. I'm trying to be more positive in this episode, not just as a as a <laughs> like life thing. But oh man, I don't want to shit on somebody unnecessarily. But I didn't again. I didn't watch any of that. I didn't know what the hype was. Now that I've seen his match back and seen him on the mic, I still really do not get what the hype is. Like, he seems like a whiny baby who has nothing to contribute or anything other than to say shut the fuck up to people who have valid criticism, which I know he talked back, whatever. Like, you very clearly fucking said what you wanted to say the first time. Um, yeah, I just don't get it. Daniel Bryan has been so gracious. He's looked so much better. He's carried himself so much better throughout all this process. I just don't get why you would go purposely shit-talking. And maybe it's just, like, he got me into a shoot. Whatever. But, like, why would you go fucking shit on people who made you a millionaire, who made you, who gave you this cult of personality that you're, like, for lack of a better term, sorry, that you're controlling in this promotion right now that got you this million, this other million-dollar contract? Like, I just don't, I don't get it, but whatever. We can move on. Go ahead. Sorry. Daniel Bryan. No, you're, no, you're good. So um, we heard rumors that they were getting the one they had CM Punk. We heard about uh, Brian Danielson. It's going to be weird to keep saying. Um, <laughs> and then there was the 
the contract dispute about Adam Cole. Like, is he going to stay? Is he going to leave? Because he literally had one of his greatest matches with his friend to help him put him over. And that's when his contract, after that match, his contract was done. Yeah. And no one knew what he was doing. I heard they were offering a bunch of stuff. They were trying to negotiate everything. I was like, give him the whole business. I don't care. Like, you keep Adam Cole. Um, And then on top of that, I think around this time, or maybe even a couple weeks before, they released um, Bray Wyatt, like just out of nowhere by himself, saying that he costs too much and for uh, expensive. So they release him. And I was like, what the hell is WWE? wwe doing i go you used his idea to make you tons of merchandise money and you still making merchandise you, money. yeah you didn't know how to use him you sell him out to goldberg in freaking your saudi showdown thing yeah. where you get money and then you come back i don't know how you apologize to him to keep going and then he's still selling for you then you're like, hey, maybe we'll make a female version with Alexa Bliss. And credit to Alexa Bliss, I not might not like this character, but it's a cool character that she's made to herself, and she's selling stuff for them too. But then you completely ruined um, Bray Wyatt's idea of the Fiend. Like, I, I wanted her to have a freaking Fiend versus the Demon match. How sick would that be to have? Like, especially when Finn went to NXT clowning on oh you put on a mask and you're the talk of the town i set the industry on fire like oh man i would have loved to have seen a match between them six months later that would have been insane just on that but no i have no idea what wwe's doing they're literally beating me up with nxt and i'm bleeding every day <laughs> and i'm just and i'm just done and cm punk i watch i decide you know what i'm gonna watch the episode where they say cm punk is supposed to be coming out he shows up on Rampage in his hometown in Chicago, and the crowd is just fucking lit. I was like, why are they lit on this guy? Comes out and talks for a while. He talks about ice cream. Cool. I agree with that portion. Um, a, and the whole crowd's the same. And I'm just thinking, this is what an NXT crowd is at a takeover uh, when, when they travel. And I was like, okay, and this is just Rampage. It's a one-hour thing. Cool. So then I finally decide to buy the pay-per-view for All In because all the rumors that are coming out, you don't know who's going to show up. Man, that has to be the best fucking pay-per-view I have <sighs> ever seen uh, by a large promotion other than like the takeovers because those I keep on a separate side that just make me happy I can refer <laughs> to. Um, but I, I know I'm like blabbering on or whatever. It was so good from the beginning to the end. Every match was amazing. The hype was real. Oh my god. I got to see New Japan Young Bucks versus um, the brothers. And I was like in tears at the end like of how good of a performance they put on. They're champs now. I Their family was there. He was trying to hug his daughter. Like It was insane. And then you have uh, a surprise entrance by Ruby Soho, who wins the battle, the the battle royal, quote unquote surprise, I, quote unquote surprise, <laughs> because I honestly thought they were gonna pull pull one over our heads. Because first they were talking about Ruby was gonna show up, and then I go, well, maybe it's the the iconics that might show up. Because I would love to see that, and maybe the Joker is two Jokers 
because they like to mess with people, and then they like win it together, do something like one. I don't want Britt Baker to keep being the champion. Sorry, Adam. Um, but she shows up. That was great. I was happy with it. Ty yeah. Conti looks amazing. Like I'm so excited about this. Then at the end, we have an amazing match. It doesn't go for long. They know exactly how long it needs to go, which is I'm shocked of how they planned it out. It went and really long. It went long enough. It, it like it, yeah, it went long enough. But they know like you don't need to go more than that. You just need to do this. I was like, oh, that's that's just like the chef knows what he's doing. Like it was so good. Um, between Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega and Christian. And again, I didn't see Christian single run. Same. I didn't see that. Holy crap, that guy can do shit. Like, so, it was yeah. so good. I, yeah, you have. Well, I forgot you hadn't been watching AEW to this point, so I had seen a few of his matches going into this. I saw the one where he beat Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was so good. And and by the way, this pay per view is following the week before. I guess it was was it SummerSlam that was the one yeah. for W. Yeah. The cool aspect of the WWE preview the week before, or pay-per-view, was when Edge came out to the brood music. <laughs> I lost my shit. I was, was like, cool. where's Gang Grill? Um, but now back to this pay-per-view. Great. Kenny wins. Kenny's fucking the man. He's talking about it. His boys are out there. And I just love seeing the lead out there. Because I was like, I would never have gotten the chance to consistently see them in New Japan when they were there as the Bullet Club. I'm enjoying this. I have a smile on my face. And then all of a sudden, the lights go dark. And I was like, shit, it is. It's Daniel Bryan. He's going to fucking show up. Or it's black. It might be freaking Bray Wyatt. Maybe he had a 30-day no-compete and he can show up here. No. Lights come back on, and you fucking hear it's all about the move. One of the greatest fucking theme songs for a fucking wrestler, and it's Adam Cole, baby. I was like, holy shit. I jumped out of my goddamn chair. My brothers are looking at me like I'm a fucking idiot. Um, and they're like, what's this? I was like, shut up. You don't know anything about this. And he comes down the ramp, and I'm just so excited. I go, fuck yes. And then, I, and then he gets into the ring, and they look like they're going to duke it out. I'm sorry, Jurassic Express, because he got a foot in the face. <sighs> And they end up hugging each other because he's part of the fucking elite. This <laughs> is. It's just so good. He's like, this is one of my best friends. You think we're going to fight? I was like, god damn. And I'm all like, they got us. They, they, got, they pulled one over us. And it's all about to end. And then Kenny's doing his thing again. And then you hear the beginning of the Flight of the Valkyries with the new tune to it. And it's fucking the American Dragon looking fucking ripped. And gets into the ring. I go, God damn yes, please let this happen. And they all beat up Jurassic. He helps with Jurassic Express. Now we have these two groups together. And I just can't wait to what happens. To the point that I'm watching fucking AEW wrestling on YouTube as much as I can since then. I've been watching it weekly. On Wednesday and Friday now. Fucking tomorrow I got two more hours to watch because of their... Arthur Ashe, like, slam thing. They're comparing it to tennis. I'm hoping Bray Wyatt premieres tomorrow. Nah, because it, it is New York. Already. Rampage gets pretty taped. Because uh, uh, th that's probably, that's true. Um, somebody would have leaked it by now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, but I was like, I, 
I I feel so happy. Like I feel I feel like this is what NXT would be if it was left alone. Like maybe if we time jumped, well, Triple H broke, had it. If it was yeah, broken off. Like, yeah. It was broken off. Triple H did his own thing and we advanced three years. Like we we kept an eye on it. We disagreed with a bunch of the stuff. But slowly but surely they've been learning and maturing and getting better and better. The one aspect that they still need to focus on is their women's division, but it is getting better because they're getting veterans. They're bringing them in. I know there's other people that they picked up from WWE that's been released, and that's great. But you get got to give them more spotlight. And I did appreciate that this past Dynamite, their main event was the female championship. I will. Uh, it could have been better, but I'm okay with it because at least they gave them the spotlight. But shit, how do you open up a fucking show with a 30-minute match with Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan right. going at it? Like, that's the thing is, oh yeah, we'll give you the main event after we fucking blow our load in the first 30 minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, and you only got 15 minutes? And also, Britt Baker's keeping the fucking title and everybody knows it until basically we're ready to get like We're going to keep her on the title forever. So like... Yeah, that, that's where I got to jump in, because their women's division is very, very lacking, and I'm so tired of everybody talking about how good their women's division is, because it's not a women's division. It's a Brit division, and Brit isn't even good enough to carry an entire division, in my personal opinion. She's another cult of personality. She is really good. I really like Brit, but you guys have turned Brit into another Becky to me, because the way that you get, like, the way that the AEW fans, and that's really my most... The thing that I'm most averse to liking, like just jumping full in in W yeah. in, in AEW, because I love W WCW. Like almost everything they're doing, other than Punk fucking Weekly, just pulls to my wrestling, like to my love of wrestling. And with the exception of like Punk and Sean Spears, if you could just get rid of those two and get rid and like completely revamp your fan base, I would be wholeheartedly into AEW. But because of that, I can't. And like. Yeah, because they stand these people who aren't that good. Like, just because you like someone this well doesn't mean that you can't admit that other people are better. Thunder Rosa is the literal best woman oh. wrestler on the world in the planet right now, and she needs to be in that title picture. But they're not doing anything to build her up. They have a wrestling on fucking AEW or on these on YouTube one. shows. They are dark and elevate. They have a wrestling on YouTube shows just to build up her stupid win count, which apparently doesn't mean shit because. Ruby's the number one when she gets a one, like when she's one and no. And here was my criticism because all the AEW people will say, oh, yeah, well, that's because she won the Battle Royale. No, she won her shot in the Battle Royale. That's fine. She won an opportunity. But you can also have a number one contender who earned, them, who earned their shot. Who's who waiting had, in it, yeah. Yeah, who has had that stuff. You can have multiple female storylines going all at once. I promise you, the thing doesn't all have to revolve around Brit. Watch Raw. Watch, watch SmackDown, watch NXT, hell, watch Raw, like I'm saying, because even they have multiple women's storylines, and all of them are all really good right now. You guys have the talent to do it. You guys have four hours of TV now. Give them at least an hour of all that time instead of giving Brit 30 minutes of four hours. Yeah, like, they, they need to give more time to the women, especially since now they have Rampage and, and Dynamite that's like, live TV instead of the YouTube matches. And I know their YouTube gets quite a bit of views, and that's great, and people can replay them. But you also need to put them out in the public for the casual person. Yeah. I believe Anna Jay and Ty Conti are some of the best female wrestlers that they have. The thing is, they're kind of being held back with the Dark Order. Yeah. They, I don't know if they're waiting to make them the leaders because they all, the guys all still listen to them, or they're waiting for someone to come and take over. 
or they just finally need to separate themselves from that faction and just be by themselves. Because what they got going on with the bunny and Penelope Ford, like I'm okay with that. Also with Hardy's group, that's cool. You have a storyline. We get to see you. That's fine. But also, like, I don't. I believe sometime in the future, Ty should get another title shot, and and probably win it and at least hold it for a little bit while someone else is getting ramped up. But you should always have female wrestlers ready to go, like off the bench, because you, again, like you said, you can have multiple storylines going on, multiple number one contenders going, and just have them developing their skills for when they're ready to go. Um, Thunder Rosa, I haven't seen her really. Um, and I go, she, she had that match with, with Rip Baker. Like they said that there was like a hardcore match and I go, then why are we not seeing more of this? Like we should be seeing this. Yeah. Like we should see more of this. I, I don't even remember when the last time I saw Sheeta was, and I believe she's a really good person. Riho gets a pop. Like she's, she's a crowd favorite. Like, you have these you have these women use them use them right give them stories they don't have to be the the, the champion all the time and, it sh- and I, I do even, hear they're getting a mid card now too but so. even then it shouldn't take six years to build up your division because each champion had a six year reign like i fucking and this is for every promotion everywhere i fucking promise you it's okay to have multiple title changes within like within a couple months span because that's what happened in the Attitude Era. Rock dropped it all. Like, in, in the years between 98 to, like, 2001, I think. It was only, like, yeah. four or five years. There was, like, 20 title changes in WWE. And that's how you have all these people that everybody loves. And, like, all these characters that everybody still harkens back to. Not, like, not the one person where everybody's barely harking back to Brock. Or everybody's only harking back to um, John Edge. Cena, beca- Cena mm. or Edge. Because those three guys, like, ran... T- a decade of of wwe wrestling like there should be more of the stuff than that going on and that's why i don't like that promotions are doing right now but i don't want to like just be shitty on AEW because a like i do really like it again they did br- also bring me back into wrestling i i told liz and i actually was looking through my text messages right now to find out when i actually said this september 20th so even two weeks maybe before he premiered I told her that's where Adam Cole belongs. And this was that Rampage episode when, when Punk showed up there. And I, I hated it because, like, yes, that, that crowd is where he belongs. But I think that's also where Kenny fought Christian for the first time or something like that. And then everybody showed up. And I just saw, like, just seeing everybody there. Like, this is the pinnacle of in-ring performance. And Adam Cole is... If he wasn't by September 5th, like, even before that, he's been my favorite wrestler for a long time. I just had to realize it. And, like, he, that's where he needs to be. I think, I think he's the best wrestler right now because Kenny isn't h- performing at the level he's capable of. Not really, anyway, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, like, having him there is so awesome. And so, if, I don't know, you didn't follow, like, any of the Being the Elite stuff when they killed Adam Cole, did you? No, I, I, I saw where they killed him. But I saw the New Japan storyline where they okay. did that. So, so I've seen everybody's exit out of New Japan. When um, uh, when he was when Adam and uh, like I'll just I'll, I won't say all the all the pay per view. I loved it as well. I thought that that tag team match was the best tag team match I've ever seen. Um, but when he like when it was, came down to to him after he had beaten Christian, I'm watching on my shitty broken phone because I couldn't get Bleacher Report to work on the Apple TV or on a big TV, and it wasn't streaming. Whatever. My son's sitting next to me playing video games. And I'm just like listening to Kenny, trying to decipher every word he's saying because I I knew it had to be Adam Cole. 
And when he says, the only people that would ever have a chance to beat me, ever, are either not here, they're already tired, or they are already dead. I knew it was Adam Cole. And so as soon as those lights went back, I was already popping. And when they came on with him, I could not tell you, like, from across the couch, we have a pretty big couch, my son's like, what's happening? I was like, you don't even know, man. This wrestler, best wrestler, like, maybe not the best wrestler on the planet, but my favorite wrestler on the planet, like, most talent, the new Shawn Michaels is now with the rest of, like, the... I couldn't even explain it to him. He's, he's seven years old. Like, he doesn't even like wrestling. But I was like, I was fumbling all of my words to tell him why I was so hyped. And I was just also trying to be so hyped about it. And then when they're scoring up, I was like, wait a minute. But then he kicks freaking Jungle Boy. And then they're, they're all good. And I was like, all right, cool. That kiss that's now the avatar for our. Uh, I know, it's so good. <laughs> is, yeah, for our podcast is so good. I, like, I loved everything about that. And even, like, even still, I, I was pretty sure we were going to get Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole going into that night. Um, like, I would have bet money that we were going to get both of them. So even when he still came out, like, I was stoked too and to see them all. And when they're kind of. They didn't get to, like, rule the ring at the end. The elite didn't get to rule the ring at the end. It was cool. Yeah, I'm like, this is so, I was so stoked for all this. And then, like, they even have it to keep going so we can catch up now this week on Dynamite. When they, when they had it last week, when Daniel Bryan came out and said, like, let's go. When yeah. Daniel Bryan premiered, I was in a, a group chat with my friends and I was like, hey, if you guys want to start paying attention to wrestling, right now, Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega are about to put on an all time match. And I, I told them on, uh, right, right before yesterday, I was like, this one isn't going to be it. But this is the precursor to it. So if you want to get like the hour-long, full-length Kenny and Daniel Bryan uh, version of Kenny and Okada or Kenny and Styles, now's the time to get in on it because this is what they're going to call back to. And you can tell from the way that they finished that, which was kind of bullshit. And Man, this, that crowd was pissed. <laughs> this episode in particular, like, kind of got me a little bit back on my heels against them because this was all near fall wrestling, dude. Like, what the fuck? You know how much I like, I dislike near falls to what, when they're too excessive. And that match and the Brit one were just ridiculous with the near falls. Yeah, I, I so in the Kenny and the and the American Dragon one, I didn't think it was too bad. But I was like, Joseph's probably hating this. Um, <laughs> I, I only did, there was only like one or two of them right at the end where I was like, you didn't even need to pin him here. Why are you even doing, like, why are you guys doing this in terms of psychology? Because you're just blowing a, another pin, uh, pin, like near pin load, uh, whatever. Go ahead, sorry. And then, and then when I got to uh, Ruby Soho versus um, Britt Baker, and it just consistently kept happening, I was like, okay, now I'm getting annoyed about this because they go, <laughs> You're you're showing that Ruby can take a hit. Now when she finally does end up getting pinned, I'm not gonna buy it. And when she got pinned, I was like, this is like a weak pin. There's Which... other there were there were stronger pins earlier that they that would have worked other than this as the finish. Like I thought it was whatever. I thought it was dumb for that pin. I know Britt was gonna retain anyway, but like it would reminded me of when Britt faced Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander can take some punishment and still get up and deal it back. I believe she should have won against Britt at that pay-per-view, but whatever. Um, 
and I don't even know that much about Satlander, but so I believe she should have won. I mean, and that's the thing is like you can't you can't change that title. Like you should be able to because Chris is a person fans can get behind. She can drop the yeah. title to somebody else right behind her to Ruby if you want to right behind her, and fans should be like into her title. Fans should be into that character, but we can't because you told us a week ago that they were going to wrestle at the pay per view, and you told us a week before that in ten seconds of like a scr a scrummage that she is gonna like that she doesn't even that she has a problem with Britt Baker. Like there was for all the long term storytelling that AEW like fans love to brag about, there is almost none of it going on in the women's division right now. Yeah. And and I was like, okay, like um you should focus on the women doing the same thing. Like it's it, it's not hard. You do a great job with the guys. Look, the you even have the forbidden door open or whatever the fuck they want to call it, it's only forbidden because WWE literally closed the door and put a lock <laughs> yeah, on it and said yeah. no other promotion fucking exists. But you had Minoru Suzuki show up in at the end of a freaking Moxley match, and I was like, holy shit, seriously, this guy from New Japan is here? Like, that's unbelievable. Like, I lost my shit. That made me pop. And then they wrestled on regular TV. Like, this is this is what it should be to be a wrestling fan. We get to see the matches we want. We should be able to enjoy them and develop really good storylines. Please focus focus on the women, because I know you have deals with, uh, with Japan for Japanese female wrestlers, because their joshi wrestlers are amazing. They they're more stylistic when they perform, but also you're gonna do a disservice to them if you don't develop stories for them. You. And especially to your current wrestlers that you're not even focusing on right now. I want to see this all work on the women's side. I fuck, I can't believe this. Like I have faith they'll get their shit together because of how amazing this has and really restarted my my heart for wrestling, especially when it's yeah. been removed. Like I I have faith. I I it, it's probably gonna take them a little longer once they get it. Maybe it's because they need to get more female veterans in there to help them out and establish that storyline. I would really love it if fucking Mickey James would have signed with AEW, but she's doing a fantastic job over there at uh, uh, NWA. So mm. her husband's at NWA too, so I think that was kind of influential mm. on her decision to go over there. Now, like I, I also think that they will get their shit. I'm optimistic that they will get their shit together on the women's division. I just don't want it to take three, like four or five years, and we're yeah. already into th year three. Like it shouldn't be this hard to do this because you guys are doing it with the men. And you guys can also do this with the women, I promise. Like, you have the, the people to do it. It would be very easy. But, like, and but I, and even then, like, th this women's battle royal, probably one of my favorites. Like, maybe not as good as one or two of the Royal Rumbles as we've seen, but definitely better than one or two of them. Like, it, yeah. it was really good. There was a lot of good character work in there. And they, they can build on that. I would just, I just want to make sure that they, like... If, as we're commentating on this, I want to make sure that they that that's that's where they're focusing on because that's where it needs to be right now. Because that the reason I'm so optimistic about it is like the same reason that we've been women's wrestling is essentially what got me back into wrestling a few years ago. And like yeah, the other guys have been cool periphery, but to see the leaps and bounds that they've made from 2016 when Charlotte was when it was like the Charlotte and Sasha rivalry, like uh -huh. the fuel that that has lit under the women's evolution to like. Bailey and Sasha ruling this company last year, like Becky ruling the entire industry a year ago, it two years ago, like the future of wrestling is women's wrestling. And all these guys, all these fuckers, and this includes Vince and all these other promoters who want to like 
hold on to big fucking meaty men like Bobby Lashley and like put and like yeah you can continue to put all this this shit in there but there's going to be other promotions that will feature women's wrestling and they're going to start to get ahead of you guys because yeah. this is what people haven't seen yet and this is where like all the all yeah all the new stuff in uncharted territory is happening is in women's wrestling and also they they have to be aware that if they're not smart about this someone will finance an all women's promotion and just end up taking all the talent like why wouldn't all women go work together yeah. and, and wrestling each other in somewhere? Yeah, why they should they have to fight for their men, fight for their uh, time with these insecure men? Like Sasha yeah. and Bailey know that they're better than any men on that roster to the point where like Liz had told, has told me that they had to practice some of their stuff in secret because they didn't want the guys to go run and tell Vince or tell another producer, oh, they're doing this spot so that they would be told not to do it or they would tell them that so that they wouldn't steal it like on a match ahead of them or so, like shit yeah. like that. Like, yeah, they don't need to put up with that shit. They're all too good now that they, like, get Mickey James. Get, and I don't know if you've heard Basics Guide to Women's Wrestling, but let me just plug it here again at the end of this show. Like, we've talked about fantasy booking these. And, like, Mickey James, Trish, and Lita can GM and produce. I, they probably don't oh, have the yeah. financial backing, but get a millionaire or billionaire to fund that shit. I would watch that almost exclusively compared to most of the. I would maybe watch Tune In for Kenny matches and Orange Cassidy matches. Maybe Chompa ones. Other than that, like I would, I would switch over to the women's wrestling promotion like that. Um. Yeah. They they need to work out. Yeah. Imagine two two episodes a week, three hours tops, maybe four hours two and two of women's wrestling nonstop, having really good storylines. That's all I'd watch. <laughs> um. But yeah. Until then, please, please give them time. Please work on it. Please don't take a couple years to get your shit together because. <laughs> Uh, we do have hope. It's a good thing we kept an eye on what you guys were doing, and I've been watching it. You you kept an eye, like you've been following the reports. I've been watching a lot of AW. You've this been whole watching time. it more than I. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like I'm like I'm I, I've been sticking through it until like when Daniel Bryan's like, oh yeah, all this be- all this good, all this talent that like was here from day one is like, okay, cool. But you guys are here now. We don't have to watch that anymore, right? Like <laughs> Sean Spears can go away. Butcher and oh. the Blade can go away. I mean, I know they're wrestling tomorrow, but like they can go away. We don't need to see them anymore. We, you guys have a lot of really good hey. wrestlers. You can get rid of Punk. You don't need to be wasting money on him. But number one selling shirt, I can't argue with that. He's a fucking draw. Uh, I will admit, I still have my favorite like a wrestler that I picked out of everybody at AEW, and that was Darby Allen because I thought it was really cool. And now you're a fan of him because he's straight up called Sean Spears a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, I love love this kid now. I did not expect to to pull a full Dexter Loomis 180 on him. But, yeah, and, like, pairing him with Sting definitely helped for my – again, everything that they do seems to just pull to my wrestling fan heart. Like, Sting was my favorite wrestler growing up. And, yeah, like, now having Darby there, the matches that they put on together, that coffin drop he did – to uh, Dax or whoever it was on this last week's episode looked so brutal. His right. back looked like it broke in half. I would not be surprised to find out that he's injured again. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's just a rib. Let me pull it out. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, go ahead. It, it, it's, it's just great to see. I'm, I'm glad I'm spending more time watching this. Um, yeah. I feel, I still feel like I'm betraying NXT, but I can still watch it. But I also feel like, you know, they she stepped out you, on man. me. She yeah. stepped out on me. 
They've been trained you. They're, they're a different person now. Um, you knew I, who I was when you married me. <laughs> I will say, I just one more comment on the, this episode of AEW. I don't know why they're doing, and especially why they, this is probably more why I'm annoyed by it, because one of my favorite teams, because two of my favorite performers are Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, but mm-hmm. now they have them in this MMA storyline with Jericho yeah. and Hager. And like I, I just don't like any of the MMA stuff. And whenever they try and cozy up to MMA stuff, I like it never works for wrestling. I at least I don't find whatever. But I will like that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is Jericho looked good in that promo. So here's the here's the way it broke down. Me and Liz are watching this promo. And I'm like Jericho looks kind of good, but I don't know if he's dehydrated. Or if he's actually been working out. And she looks at him and she's like, he looks tired. And then I was like looking up Fozzie dates and AW dates and the Jericho Rangers coming up. And I'm like, he is probably exhausted. exhausted. And then I realized, holy shit, exhausted Jericho is better than 95% of every re- like. And there's a lot of shit I don't like about Jericho. I actually have shot on him a lot because of a lot of stuff that like he does in his personal life. But. This guy is still the greatest of all. Like, this guy is the greatest of all time. Shawn Michaels might be the best, uh, like personality, but greatest wrestler of all time, all facets. Mike Ring, the exposure that he's brought, the um barriers he's broken, going from yeah. WCW to WWE, then going from WWE to New Japan, and then Japan. staying with them here, and like he's just a groundbreaker. And he again. I mean, there's just nothing more to say than greatest of all time for him. Yeah, I, I believe so. Also, fuck MJF, because that motherfucker <laughs> got me. And I know he got you too, because I, I was like, cool, you know, they're not playing his theme. He's not doing El Champion or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I was like, and I was like oh, please show me, fucking show up as the pain maker from New Japan. Like, let me see that fucking outfit, because he looks amazing in that, in that uh, setup. And then all of a sudden, you would hear the countdown from when uh, Y2J first premiered. And I was like, holy shit, it went back to that. It's going to fucking be amazing. And it's fucking MJF trolling the crowd and me. That was so this, like, good. Is, I completely was, forgot about that. I was so fucking mad. <laughs> I was like, oh, is he just going to be there like standing? No, at least MJF should have done that. Just been there standing, like shaking his hands instead of coming out like super slowed about it. But and but, I think that would have sold it a little better. At least he could have even done it with a blonde wig, and everybody would have been like, "Oh shit!" And then wait a minute, that's not an old ass back. And then he could have turned around, and then like everybody would have known. It would have been so. Oh man, that could have been just so much better. But it was it was really awesome. <laughs> but again, that's why it makes him like. Right now, I believe he's the best heel in the business because, goddamn, do I fucking hate him? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I like to hate him, so I don't know that he's like a really good heel for me. My the heel that I really dislike, and uh, there was somebody that I had, but I can't even think about him right now. We'll have to talk about him next next episode. All right. And yes, there will be another episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're back on. Hopefully, I think we'll we'll have a. We're we we're, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're not gonna say it's we're not gonna be specific about it, but yeah, you know, yeah. we'll have uh, another episode. But we're back in a, on wrestling. Is is all, is the take the main takeaway from this episode? You got anything else you want to say? Uh, based on wrestling, I'm glad I've been resurrected. Um, 
other than that, make sure you get vaccinated and be safe. And see you when we see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go sign all that. All right, bye. Bye.